0: we need to start really holding ourselves to a higher standard and and we need to fix this problem and we need to fix this problem at the root of the problem and and i think you begin to repair it with awareness and education and and raising raising the bar to to where it should be for you know behaviors in sports or the barn that you know where our children as as we know as you know horse people if you're a horse person it's where you spend all your time <laughs> you know all your free time any anything any extra time you have it's at the barn so Absolutely. we want we want the barn to be just the healthiest safest most wonderful environment for the next generation of of the sport and and building a healthier environment builds a healthier sports
1: welcome to the practical horseman podcast featuring conversations with respected riders industry leaders and horse care experts the show is co-hosted by Practical Horseman editors, and our goal is to inform, educate, and inspire. I'm Julia Murphy, and this week's episode is with Carrie Caring, the creator of the We Ride Together initiative. The goal of We Ride Together is to target sexual misconduct and abuse in equestrian sport, including how these issues are often ignored, minimized, or wrongly blamed on the victim. Carrie was inspired to start the campaign as a result of her own family's experience with sexual misconduct in the sport. She wanted to create a place that promotes transparent and safe dialogue within the industry, as well as give a voice to survivors and educate athletes, coaches, and families. In this episode, Carrie tells us everything we need to know about the We Ride Together movement and what she hopes the organization will accomplish. She talks about the cultural change that must happen to diminish the stigma and fear of coming forward, as well as the changes she's seen thus far with the rising awareness about sexual misconduct in horse sports. Before we jump into the podcast with Carrie, I'd like to thank the sponsor of this week's episode, Purina, and share their message. Do you have an older horse that's trying to age gracefully? Trust the future with your old friend to the number one equine vet recommended senior feed, Purina Equine Senior from Purina Animal Nutrition. Purina is years ahead in senior research, so you can have more good years with your horse. Try Purina Equine Senior today. Put their research to the test at horseinnovation.com. Now, let's get into the episode. A warning to our listeners the topics discussed in this episode may be sensitive for some listeners as they pertain to
2: sexual abuse and misconduct in equestrian sport. We'd love to know what, um, when all of this happened and Safe Sport got involved, what was your experience with them like?
0: Um, our experience with Safe Sport was very, very good. Um, I would say, and I have written this in notes to SafeSport and also to the Senate Judiciary Committee, Um, SafeSport and our SafeSport investigator is probably one of the reasons my daughter's alive today. Um, Mm. They perform, in my experience, in many cases, tighter than law enforcement. Um, I don't even really think law enforcement had to do much investigating um, because I was told with the SafeSport investigator Gave, you know, passed on to them on in their investigations was um the quote I was given was it was wrapped up tighter than a snare drum. and um and they they also have more training than law enforcement on how to work with uh, survivors. and mm-hmm. um and that I found very, very interesting. and most of them are former, you know, I think all of them are former law enforcement with years and years and years um in. On the force, and then they receive additional training at SafeSport. Um, additionally, when um, a complaint is argued, um, it's arbitrated against an independent judge, and um, you know the 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 de, the defendant's attorney, and then SafeSport hires a, an independent attorney to represent them, almost as if a DA would. And um, it's 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 quite intense and um, very very meticulous and careful in their process. And um, you know, unfortunately I think there's a lot of misinformation about safe sport out there and I think, you know, they got started very quickly in 2017 and you know, had just a, you know, I think three investigators and, you know, hundreds of cases immediately and they've just been struggling to catch up ever since and I think they're you know, so I think Maybe if there were missteps in the communication in the past, or or whatnot, that had to deal more with the rapidness that everything was put together. But I think now they are they are working. You know, they have the resources, and and they're working through those things. And I think it's it's more of a um, of a of a miscommunication uh, than than anything else with how it's viewed in the equestrian community. Um, all of that said and i'm you know i'm happy to talk more and more about safe sport but the we Ride together campaign is not at all affiliated with safe sport in fact safe sport is you know the end game right safe sport law enforcement all of it it's this horrifying mess after everything's happened that they're trying to when when everybody's just in terrible shape and they're trying to you know weed through it and 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 determine what happened and and, you know, and act appropriately. That said, with the campaign, we're looking at it at the root of the process. We would like things to, we would, we would, you know, safe sport will never be unnecessary, but we would like it to be, you know, less, we would, our goal would be that they are getting less cases, not due to less reporting, but due to um, awareness and education and, you know, a, a, a higher bar of what our behaviors are in our industry and
2: also, you
0: know, in the, in the
2: larger sports community. And working off of that, can you just tell us more about the We Ride Together initiative and how it came about? I know you could probably go on and on, and we'd love to hear what you have to say about it.
0: Um, I could. So, so what happened at, was our daughter who was a minor at the time came forward with a safe sport complaint, which resulted in a, a permanent suspension as well as, um, a law enforcement in place, which is an indictment now going to trial um, next year. Um, and those were complaints against her former Olympic World Cup winning equestrian coach. And it, when she stepped forward, she decided to publicly put her name on it because. Uh, I think there was so many, so many, you know, so much malicious gossip and so many rumors, um, and so much, so many inaccurate things being said about her and, and everybody kind of knew it was her. So she just said, well, I'm going to put my name on it. I'm going to, you know, speak out rather than doing it confidentially, which just, you know, feeds the rumor mill. And what happened was it was stunning in how absurd it was, how the, um, a lot of the equestrian community reacted and, um, you know, it was, it was completely out of line with what we know and expect from people in any type of really any type of environment that does business or any type of environment where children are. And I, you know, and, and, and we know that's been, we know that's unfortunately been a problem in our sport and we know, you know again we we lionized george morris for years and and we you know we we made all of these behaviors a little bit acceptable and so and it was so public and everything was just blowing up around us and i felt like i was holding you know as i say like gases and gas and matches and i was you know i had to do something i had to fix it and mm-hmm. so i was i think that day you know for a couple week period, there was always, there were a number of new articles coming out about what had happened and, and some were salacious and some were factual, but, but nothing really addressed the larger situation. And, and I was doing some reading and I think I would, I would just occasionally Google my daughter's name. And, um, I actually, I think I did that every day for a couple of weeks just to see what was coming up. And I found mm-hmm. Some articles that Carly Sparks had written on the subject of, you know, sexual misconduct and sexual misconduct in the industry, and, and Carly Sparks is the chief editor of the Horse Network. So I reached out to her, and then she put me in touch with um, Lauren Kay, who's uh, a publicist, and and then the three of us kind of started together. And, you know, I was like, I'm holding, you know, matches and gasoline, I, we need to fix this, you know, how do we move this mountain? How do we, how do we fix this problem? And um so it it started, you know, we kind of bounced around some ideas, I think either Lauren or Carly came up with, well, we could have a, a microsite, and we could, we could do a couple PSAs. And we kind of thought it was just going to be not a small thing, but something just within the equestrian community. And then it really took a life of, of its own. And it's something, you know, we're finding that is extraordinarily necessary in our community, but also extraordinarily necessary in all the communities, you know, all youth sports or all sports. I mean, every single week, you, you know, you can open the newspaper and you can read about, you know, women's soccer. You can read about what, you know, what's happening in, you know, equestrian or equestrian in Australia, even, um, there's been some stuff going on there recently and, and, you know, swimming, gymnastics, ice skating, you know, men's hockey, it, it doesn't end, but yet nothing's addressing the root of the problem. And when you look at the, the numbers, there's a there's a number out there that that estimates that approximately forty to fifty percent of all children experience some form of sexual misconduct in their sport prior to their eighteenth birthday. And, and when you when you look at that number, when you say like, okay, almost half of our children are experiencing something. and and sexual misconduct can take many different different avenues, right? Like sexual misconduct is where the behavior that leads to even, you know, worse transgressions, begins, right? You start crossing lines and the lines start getting blurred. And when you look at the rest of the country, when you look at, you know, how we conduct ourselves in business today, how we, you know, conduct ourselves at, you know, places of education, of, you know, corporations, anything, everything has really taken a huge, you know, jump for the better in the Mm -hmm. past, you know, 20 or 30 years. But yet the 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 greater you know environments where we all spend all of our time and you know our children spend a large portion of their time has not moved forward with with any of those with any of those modifications to what is considered acceptable behavior or what is kind of looked away from and we need to we need to start really holding ourselves to a higher standard and and we need to fix this problem and we need to fix this problem at the root of the problem and and i think you begin to repair it with awareness and education and, and raising, raising the bar to, to where it should be for, you know, behaviors in sports or the barn that, you know, where our children, as, as we know, as, you know, horse people, if you're a horse person, it's where you spend all your time, you know, all your free time, any, anything, any extra (laughs) time you have, it's at the barn. So we want, we want the barn to be just the healthiest, safest, most wonderful environment for the next generation of, of the sport and, and building a healthier environment builds a healthier sports. And we want, there's, you know, there's so much, we want trainers to feel supported and trainers to feel protected and trainers to, you know, understand that there's, there's things they can do. And, you know, here's, you know, we don't want, nobody wants trainers falsely accused or, you know, I think we're all on the same side here. We all want, we all want healthy barns. And this is something we need to, to do to create that. And if we can't talk about it, because there's such a stigma about talking about it, we can't fix it. And we really, really, really need to fix it because it is, it is, it is stunning in how, how terrible and how widespread and how endemic it is. And, and I say that as somebody who's, sorry, but I, I, I can tell you that not just from my reading and our personal experience with my daughter, but I can tell you that based on the number of calls I, I get, or our family now gets from, from women, young women, and in, in a few cases, literally children in our industry who are, you know, who have experienced this. And this isn't, a thing from 30 years ago who have experienced this in the past, you know, 10 years, 5 years, this year. It's it's not something from from 30 years ago, it's something from now.
2: And so with the we ride together campaign, um what are you hoping to accomplish to make these changes? And you know, you're talking about all of these people are reaching out to you and that must have such an effect on you and Make you so passionate about this campaign. So, what are you looking to achieve and accomplish with it?
0: So I am so passionate about this campaign because I'm seeing the results. And I think it's really um, funny if, if 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 people who knew me before this campaign and after this campaign and after everything my family went through, i'm I'm generally a very I compare myself to a sloth. <laughs> I love to sleep. I'm not super driven. I just really enjoy life. And you know, now I'm suddenly working, you know, 70 hours a week on this thing because I'm getting such strong feedback as to how necessary it is. And so, what we are trying to accomplish is we're trying to raise awareness, we're trying to educate, and we're trying to remove the stigma about you know from talking about it and addressing you know because if we can't talk about it we can't address it and i think it's also a place for survivors you know fully anonymously on both ends we're not we're not about pointing you know naming people and pointing people out we're about you know giving people a place to to share their stories you know in our stories have power section which is which is a written section where people can you know just submit you know s- Say what happened to them, and and th- we put it together a bit. You know, help them write it out, and they can share it if they want. And in many cases, it's the, you know, the first time they're sharing it. And then I think I even received a call. I've received a couple calls, but I just received one a couple days ago from um, uh, a woman I I know very very, very lightly. And anytime I. I see one of those calls on my phone, I answer it because it almost always has to do with this. And um, she was telling me that, you know, while she's not ready to talk about or, you know, even really reckon with what happened to her, that just going through and reading other people's stories, she can recognize what happened to her and it's helping her to understand better what happened to her and how she was affected by it and i think it's really really the campaign overall is really helping people to feel less alone and we have um obviously we have the the site that we've done for just the equestrian world and then we have the larger site where we have you know we have an equestrian a, a, a former nfl super bowl player a you know, world class diver and a and a NASAR survivor, um, talking about, you know, what happened to them and how it affected them in their in their careers and where they were. So again, reaching out to understand that, you know, this this is happening. This is happening in our equestrian world. This is happening in across the board in youth sports and and you're not alone. And I think that is really, you can't really begin healing until you you start to find those comfort zones around you to mm-hmm. heal.
2: Mm-hmm. And I actually, I was going to ask you about that. And the We Ride Together initiative is specific to the horse sport. But like you mentioned, this is happening in, in all sports. So how do you see this initiative growing? And how is it being received by other athletes in other sports? Well... How I would hope it would grow
0: is that, and how we're trying to grow it is, is, is understand, get people in horse sports to see what's happening, to understand it, and then be the leaders in addressing what is endemic in all sports. And then we're reaching further with the campaign, hoping, you know, with the intent that other sports will follow suit. And so we have just, um, very slowly started reaching out to all the federations under the USOPC and that's actually taking quite a bit of time because in many cases their um their contact information is much harder to track down than it should be And so, you know, I've also, we've reached out to the NCAA again, when you look at, you know, college sports, it it really is endemic everywhere. And we have heard back from so far, probably about half the federations we've reached out to, we've heard back from, and we have some calls scheduled in the, in the next few weeks talking to the federations about what they can do to support the, the broader campaign and, and slowly, you know, hopefully pick up some steam of, we ride together on their own, or we can, you know, we can help them do that. And what has started happening recently, so for the longest time, I was only getting calls from people in our sport. Um, but recently, I've started getting calls from parents and young women in other sports, and they have oh. been researching and things and have come across our campaign. And they've started sharing their stories with me. And you know, I'm to the point now, these these stories are all so horrific. I'm kind of like, yes, this is happening everywhere, you know, and and we need to address it. And um so so I think it's, you know, the campaign, it's it's really interesting because it's it's such a heavy, heavy, heavy subject, but the campaign is so good and it's helping so many people already start to recognize and acknowledge and move forward. And I think it's also, you know, some of its intent is when we talk about raising the bar to to recognize that, yes, we can't prevent everything because there are bad people who do bad things, but there are also a lot of really good people who just need, you know, who might end up making, you know, whose actions would cause somebody else's life to be totally destroyed. And again, those actions start with addressing it at the root as to how we're, you know, how we're just even behaving. Because once you start to cross those lines, those lines get blurred. And, and we don't, we don't want to be, we don't want anybody to cross those lines.
2: Could you also, could you maybe touch on some achievements uh, within the campaign since its launch? Well,
0: achievements are really, really, really hard to measure, right? Mm -hmm. I think the only thing, I mean, achievements in that, yes, there is interest from other federations. There is interest from media. but But I think the which is all progress, right? Because the campaign is very, very, very grassroots. I mean, a large portion of it is, you know, me sitting on my lap with my computer and my phone, reaching out endlessly to people. Um, so it's, but it's, um, the achievements are, you know, the, the people who are reaching back to us and and moving forward in their lives. And, and we're starting to see, you know, see more and more of that. And then um, it was really interesting. My um, my nephew's father was a, a police detective um, in for 25 years. And we had a lot of conversations, you know, obviously, when we were going through everything with law enforcement, he was my go to for any questions. And um, what he has said to me a number of times is he said, you know, what is what you have to realize is this, in, this success, I guess, of the campaign is not measurable because it's not just people who have been affected by, you know, sexual misconduct. It's it's all the people that you're preventing it from happening to. So you're never going to know really how far and wide this has gone, but we can already feel it. Like, so when people say you're working on this, you know, heavy, awful thing. And I'm like, I'm actually so happy doing it because again, we're seeing so much, so much, you know, growth and positive change for people coming out of it. And then the other thing is Les Nichols, who is, um, on, he's not on our army of survivors portion of the campaign, but he's on the specifically just, we ride together PSAs. Um, he's considered the expert in um, in you know he's one of the foremost experts in in this subject. After we interviewed him, he um, he was being driven to the airport by uh, somebody at the uh, at Wrigley Media who did all the interviews, and he he told her he said you know this campaign is is going to save children's lives. Lives. And, you know, I very much am already seeing that and understanding what sexual misconduct does to a, a child and a young adult and their family, and the families of those who also conducted the misconduct. You know, it's, it's, it's a, it's a mess. And, and so, you know, in preventing all that, those are all the things you don't see, you, you can't measure.
2: Yeah, Absolutely. And you mentioned, I mean, you have dedicated so much of your time to this. You said you work 70 hours a week and you are working so hard on this. Um, Who else is working on this with you? Um, So Carly Sparks from the Horse
0: Network. And um, I just want to say she's a genius. And, you know, when I reached out to her, you know, I was in, you know, terrible, terrible shape. And, you know, I didn't know what to do. Again, I was just kind of like I'm holding gasoline and matches. And she was like, I have been, you know passionately researching this and writing about this for years like I know how to I know how to do this because and then um and then she said call Lauren Kay who is just beyond wonderful and um and so it's it's really um Harley and Lauren and I and then we've also hired um Lindsay Brock who um who does some really incredible social media work um to try to try to, you know, broaden it through social media and then, um, myself and, um, but I think, you know, Lauren also has the thriving business and a number of other clients as, as does Lindsay and Carly's you know right. running the horse network. So, mm-hmm. um, so it's, it's more, you know, it's just kind of, it's very grassroots, um, but it's very, it's incredible. And I, it's, it's definitely the right, the right team to do it. And, um, what I think is really, really, really interesting. I think the PSAs are really well done. And I think all of them, you know, from just the ones that are just on the we ride together dot today and the we ride together dot today forward slash AOS, which is for Army of Survivors, they were done by Wrigley Media. And I I think what's really, really interesting and, and cool. I think the reason they're so well done is because we started working, um, I'd contacted Barley and Lauren, and then we looped in Wrigley. Um, I want to say that was late February, early March. It was around the time that we were going through everything with safe sport and law enforcement. And we would have these, you know, twice a week meetings for, you know, an hour, hour and a half. And, um, and I would end up starting every meeting, just kind of telling everybody, you know, what was happening that day because for months and months and months every single day was you know a fire drill with 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 law enforcement and you know the ramifications of what happened and all these people that had affected and and so i was really 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 open with everybody at wrigley as as we were going through all this and i've been open to them about my calls from people and you know and so when they when they went to sit down and do the interviews and compile the PSAs, they absolutely had this inherent understanding of how to present this subject matter and and what needed to be presented and what would help people understand it the easiest way, because they had you know they didn't they weren't just handed this. they were they were kind of a part of of the developing of how to communicate it by seeing what it had had done to somebody and and those around them.
2: So I think that's and, really cool. Yeah, I was actually going to comment on the PSAs. I've watched very many of them and they're beautiful and they're so well done. And I think that they are, I, it's such a fantastic way to reach people, especially in this age of just social media right. <laughs> and right. all that. And it's just, they're beautifully done. So I just wanted to comment on that.
0: That's fantastic. Thank you. And we're yeah. really, really, really proud of, um, of what we've done. And we tried to make the, you know, the website, which has, you know, the stories of power and, and resources. We're trying, we're working to add more resources to the website and we're trying to keep it again, you know, very much a comfortable space for, for everybody. And, you know, this needs to be a topic again, by not discussing it and pretending it's not happening, it's not making it go away. And we're so afraid to discuss it. And so the nature of the Mm -hmm. campaign kind of gives you a safe place to discuss it in because you can discuss the campaign. And again, you know, when this first happened um, shortly after it first happened, I was at um, a horse show with my, uh, my younger daughter and, um, you know, it was, it was all just whispered conversations and I couldn't, she had, um, Oh, the most beautiful round. And she came out of the ring and she was like, did you video it? And, um, I hadn't because the people standing behind me were having a conversation about, you know, Mm -hmm. what had happened to my family without realizing that it was me standing right next to them. Mm -hmm. And, um, and these were all these just whispered horrible conversations. And then, you know, I would say, I want to say like six months later, I was at the same horse show and I was standing by the side of the ring and I was able to um, talk to the horse show managers and I was, or owners, and I was talking to them about the campaign and what we're doing and what we're seeing and the sexual misconduct. And it was, it was very much a, well, I wouldn't call it a you know, an easy conversation because it's not an easy conversation. It There needs to be a space you can have it in, right? And, and it needs to be a conversation you can have at the side of the ring, at the side of the, a pool, at the side of a sand volleyball court, you know, w- wherever it is um, that it's occurring, which is all these places, you need to be able to have those conversations. And so the campaign is giving people a, I guess, a comfortable space to discuss these
2: topics. Mm-hmm. And speaking of those conversations, uh, how do you think it's been received by people, and how do you think it's giving people more of that openness to have those conversations?
0: Yes, we are very much finding that. I think it is. Um, I think it depends on the person. I think it's overall being received very well. Um, I think where it's not received well, it's because it's you know it's scary, it's taboo, and um, and these are. Scary conversations to have. And they're also scary conversations in that, you know, in, in, in this industry, again, where we're all so close and we're all so tied in. Right. Again, when you, you know, live for and work in and, you know, anything, horses it's this is this you, this one you eat and breathe it <laughs> yeah i mean it's this amazing bubble that you know really none of us like to come up for air out of because you enter the you know the world outside of it you're like no i just want to go back to you know my horse plus it, it takes all of our time with you know we take much better care of our animals than we take care of ourselves i mean i think i think all of us i think equestrians in general and um and so we also are a very close community and, and some of these things that are coming up, right. These are sometimes these transgressions are occurring in our community by people that we've worked alongside, you know, for years and years and years, and we are friends with, and we're close to, and we absolutely can't imagine that this person, you know, had these, took these actions. And so I think that's where there's, you know, some fear and it, it definitely takes, takes some time to, to get your head around it. But I think again, when people understand that this campaign isn't about burning people down, but it's about, you know, creating a healthier, better environment for this sport, because again, the barn should absolutely, there are so many incredible things about the sport. I mean, I, I, I use this example again and again and again, but the night before my youngest daughter's 16th birthday, um, a month or two ago, you know, she was out in the, in the driveway back, learning how to back up the trailer, hook up and, you know, and unhook it, all these things. Or I always, you know, go back. There was an article that somebody published a couple months ago where, um, where, a 17, I think she's 17 year old, girl in Southern California was, was changing uh, the, the tires on a, a a flat tire on a horse professionals trailer, you know, and there's, there's no other, there's no other industry or other sport where you'd find, you know, Mm -hmm. 16 and 17 year old girls who can confidently Mm -hmm. train, you know, change a tire on a trailer that carrying, (laughs) you know, things that mean more than anything in the world to them. Right. There are so many good things that make this just such an incredible place that we just we you know it is such a wonderful healthy environment we just want it to be that much stronger and that much healthier so that we can continue to grow this sport the campaign is not about you know dragging the sport through the mud the campaign is about helping people to create you know better environments and then again it, i hope that it's looked at as that you know, equestrians are leading leaders in addressing what needs to be addressed in all youth sports. And it very, very,
2: very badly needs to be addressed at the root, not the Mm. aftermath. Mm -hmm. And going with this theme of environment, uh, what changes have you seen in the horse sport industry since this implementation of the We Ride Together campaign and Safe Sport, and just this in general rising awareness of sexual misconduct, what changes are you seeing?
0: I don't know that we're seeing changes yet. I mean, I think it's been a little slow with Safe Sport. The changes kind of started with Safe Sport. That was the first time really people had a place to go when these types of, you know, power imbalances, you know, all, all of this stuff. Right. And so much, so, so often people are like, well, it was a problem. Why, you know, why didn't you just go to law enforcement? And, and I can tell you right now that law enforcement absolutely positively does not have the ability to deal with almost any of this. Um, safe sport got the people who had damaged my daughter so badly out of her space, which, you know, it took, it took law enforcement. Our case was rushed, but, you know, it was, they were like, well, you know, generally right now it's taking two years, you know, and, um, and they also can't, they don't necessarily oversee these spaces. And so, mm-hmm. um, so I think that that has kind of started giving people a, a little more of a, you know, a place to fixings, but there's also been such again a vile contempt of safe sport that there's, you know, there's so many jokes and there's so much negativity around it, as opposed to to looking at it as something, you know, that is there because it's necessary. And then I think the campaign started, and I know at least on the West Coast, um, where we are, it felt like when, you know, I'd go to various horse shows, it felt like a little bit like people are on tender hooks. And um I'm not sure if, you know, I, I feel like I'll, we have so much support, but I also feel like sometimes a little bit of a, you know, pariah where, you know, people think that the campaign is out to destroy the sport. And they, mm-hmm. that just means they haven't checked out the campaign. Um, and then, but then I also think as, as I think it's a slow, slow, I think progress is, you know, mm-hmm. it's slow. We're moving we're moving years and years and years of different thinking. And it's, again, Absolutely. it's,
2: but I hope it's getting better. Yeah. I mean, like you said, it's years and years and decades of, of change that needs to be made. And we all know change can be uncomfortable. Um, yeah. Change and... is really uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Especially Absolutely. in a,
0: in a, in a, in a sport and a lifestyle that prizes tradition. You know, we're trying to change something, you know, it's a hard sport to make a living in. It's incredibly a hard sport to be a trainer in, right? Trainers don't have the, you know, support they need. Trainers, I mean, the trainers I know are all working, you know, fully six days, at least six days a week and, you know, doing billing on their seventh day and, and, and killing themselves. And I don't really think anybody's making, very few people are making a ton of money, and so you know it's just it's hard all over and so then when you're also trying to add change to it um you know that that's hard and and i think you know another thing that 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 is helpful to discuss and to look at it and this isn't the campaign hasn't said this but i'm saying this in my conversations with people is i don't think we give enough you know pause and credit on either side to recognize that you know in in most cases trainers or teachers and they deserve a certain level of respect that many of us aren't giving them and but you know they also need to uphold themselves with the kind of conduct to remember that they're working with children and and young adults and again i want to i want to say you know a large for the most part you know this is an industry filled with good people it's just these these lines that get crossed and then they get blurred and then you end up in a horrifying situation for everybody.
2: And earlier you touched on just the education aspect of it. So how do you think we can better educate athletes in the sport about sexual misconduct?
0: Well, I think we can,
2: you know, educate them
0: by just, you know, having these conversations, right? This is educating people in the sport. Um, but I think, you know, it's so funny because, these, these parents who are in these situations who have, have called me and said, you know, what, you know, what advice can you give me? And you would think I would have massive amounts of advice, right? You would think I would, I would have all these, these things that would be helpful for them. And I can, I basically just say, you know, every situation is different and I, I, you need to recognize that you're, you're sitting in hell right now with your, your child or young adult and, or yourself. And, you know, you need to figure out how to get through that. You know, you're walking, I, I described it to one mom as walking like a tightrope over hell trying to fish your your daughter out. And, um, and so, uh, you know, the education and awareness and, you know, we can talk about smart, you know, that have just implemented the rule of three. And, you know, we can talk about those things all day long. But what really, really, really needs to change is is the behavior because we're then putting the onus on, you know, a 15-year-old child of mm-hmm. preventing it. We need to be putting the prevention on the adult in the situation. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. and so that I think is the the bigger conversation that we need to be having. Um, But again, I also think removing the stigma and the taboo about talking about what has happened or is happening, that, you know, that helps the conversation along and that helps the education and the awareness.
2: Do you think an aspect of that is, and you touched on parents before, um, what is the best way for parents to help their children be aware of these issues? Does that look like, you know, sitting down with your child and having a conversation with them and you know, encourage them to be open about any negative experience they may have had?
0: I think so. Yeah. But again, it's, it's really hard because we also put the, the, you know, we put it on the parents. I, there was so much blame of, of, of particularly the mother, like there was so much blame of, of me, when this, you know, when this happened and, um, you know, my family, but, but specifically, you know, or when you talk about the gymnast, people are like, well, the parents were in the room. How did they let that happen? And, and you're like, well, mate, wait a minute. The, the parents were, were sitting there with, you know, an Olympic doctor with, you know, the parents aren't gymnasts. They don't, right. you know, they didn't know or, mm-hmm. or, or, or yes, were there? you know, I'm sure looking back there were, there were flags that, you know, I should have been more aware of, but, I wasn't the problem. The parents aren't the problem. And, you know, it, the, the problem is the, the adults. So yes, it's open conversations with your children. But again, I think it's more open conversations within the industry.
2: Right, right. Um, and just bouncing off of that as well with these conversations, how do you think, you know, these children and young adults, they look up to these adults and but these adults need to have the conversations too. And we've talked, it's such a taboo. So how do you think that can be brought up in a professional manner as not to necessarily like offend anyone or, you know, just have that open conversation with, with the adults in this sport. It's brought up everywhere all the time. And so I don't,
0: outside of sports, So I don't know why this conversation is so offensive. Like if you look at, you know, my husband works for a corporation. He does 16 hours. You know, he's worked for the same company for so many years. I mean, every year it's, I think, 16 hours of, you know, Mm -hmm. basically sexual misconduct training every single year. And it's taken Mm -hmm. very, very, very seriously, year after year after year. And, and, you know, we don't have anything like that. And yet we're afraid to have, or other than, you know, 10 minutes of safe sport training a year, which is, you know, new and brief right. and nobody's taking with any seriousness, at least in, in this industry. And, um, and, and so why aren't we having these conversations? You know, they're having these conversations in, in every other, you know, workplace or school, but yet we're not having these conversations in our sports. So I don't think they need to be you know, again, and that's what the campaign is doing. It's giving, it's absolutely here is a way for people to, for trainers to talk about this or professionals or parents, you know, have, you know, have you seen the videos? Have you wa- you know, watched the rewrite together campaign and, and just openly discuss it. Right. And that just by that, you're, you're, you're discussing it. That, and that's what I say when I mean that campaign is, gives people a, a comfortable place to discuss it.
2: Well, it's been so lovely to hear about Rerad Together and just wrapping up here. I wanted to ask if there's anything that you'd like to add, um, if you share the website and tell people, you know, how to reach out, whether it be people just curious about the campaign or want to learn more about Rerad Together or people who, you know, do want someone to talk to or to come forward about an experience, if there's anything you'd like to add or share about that.
0: Well, you can reach out if you go to we ride together dot today. Um, you can learn all about the campaign, and that's all the um, all the equestrian focused PSAs. And then, if you want to see, and that's the website, and you know, lots of good information. And then, if you want to see how it's reaching out broader, just put you know forward slash aos, and you can. Um, that's our partnership with Army of Survivors, and that's how we're reaching it out to the broader sports community. And then on. Um, Uh, our Instagram, you know, we ride, we ride together. (laughs) We're, we're, we're trying really hard to uh, promote this campaign through social media. So if people Mm want to read about it, if they want to repost about it, that's, that's wonderful. And then there is a, um, there is a place on the, um, on the website where, you know, if you want to get in touch with us or share your story or you have questions, um, there's a, you know, there's an email form uh, on the website as well. And, and we really do want it to reach, you know, as many people as possible. And, and we're working, you know, one of the things we want to do is, is work with, you know, horse show organizers and, you know, and, and say to them, you know, how is it, you know, we'd like you to help us convey this material, like, what's a comfortable way to do that? And, and I don't think we're set in, you know, other than trying to communicate this message, uh, and trying to do it, the, you know, very carefully, we're, we'd love to work with, you know, horse show organizers or, 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 whatever on, you know, how they can, they can reach out to, you know, social media, how, because again, they want their showgrounds to be the safest, healthiest place yeah for mm-hmm. all of those, all of those children who start out with their little bows or (laughs) old jeans or, or whatever, you know, whatever way it is you, you know, you start out in this industry and, um, you know, we want it to be wonderful for the working students and, you know, healthy for the trainers. And, and so we're open to, um, we're very, very, we've been very, very, very open to, um, listening to people as we go, because again, it is, it is the first time really anybody's done anything like this with this subject matter and this environment. And, and we want people to be, to be comfortable with it. And we want people to see it as a, as a very positive thing.
1: Thanks for listening to this week's episode with Carrie and a big thank you to the sponsor of this week's episode, Purina. If you want to learn more about We Ride Together, visit their website at WeRideTogether.today or follow them on Facebook and Instagram at WeRideTogether.today. You can subscribe to the Practical Horseman podcast on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, or wherever you listen. While you're there, please rate and review the show. I'm Julia Murphy, and you've been listening to the Practical Horseman podcast.